Hello there, avid listeners. Thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop. Hope you're having a wonderful day. All right, so today we're going to be talking about The Jade Bones by Lenny Forbes. This is a sequel to The Seventh Son. Uh, if you remember, I had some issues with The Seventh Son. I liked the book for the most part, but there were some things that I had a problem with, specifically with some of the characterization. I'm pleased to say that Forbes has totally just, I'm in love with these characters. <laughs> I think that they're so well done. They are so well written. I think Mayana finally is relatable. Um, she was really my biggest issue with the first novel. I like the storytelling, I like the place pacing of the seventh son, but here in the Jade Bones, she's not, she's relatable. In the first novel, she was more like a know-it-all, she was kind of two-dimensional, she reminded me of a Mary Sue character. She wasn't really this person that I could relate to. Half the time, I just wanted her, it, it was just kind of repetitious her ideals and it's like oh my god shut up already that's what i wanted to say to her as a character but now here she's really pushed to her limits um so i will say the story is reminiscent of dante's inferno mayana and akin prince akin they are in the underworld and they're there because his twin sister, Prince Akin's twin sister, she tricked him into sacrificing his life, thinking the apocalypse was coming. Um, is she a good person? No, not really. But that's another thing this story does, is it makes the villain more relatable. I was reading her story, and I'm like, you know what? I can't condone what you did, but I get it. You know, like, I get it. You're not a nice person. You're not a good person. But you were kind of stuck between the rock and a hard place. And you did what you felt you needed to do to save yourself. You know? What I like about Prince Hawking is he comes to realize that, too, in the story. At first, he's just like... His entire belief system has been flipped on its head. Everything he thought he knew, everything he thought was right, was actually wrong. Um, and he's discovering more and more to trust in others. You know, as a prince, he always thought, oh, everything has to be on my shoulders. It all has to be on my shoulders. Everything, I need to do everything. I need a plan. I can't, I can't trust anyone, right? He's learning throughout this story that it's okay to share the burden with another person. He, he learns to kind of let, let down his defenses and his guard to reconcile this fact that, you know, he's not 100% right all the time. And he, while he is upset with his sister, he gets it. Um, he's opening his ears to the world. He's opening his ears to Mayana. He's really listening and that's something I think is really great for his character development as well. Um, and like I said, Mayana, you know, they're in the underworld. They literally are going layer by layer to get to the center. 
because they need to get they need to first you know get the bones of the mother's son and return them to her and they also have to get back to the land of the living and they have a deadline right so each layer is fraught with some of their worst nightmares and it's really pushing these characters to their limits and i think it's really great that mayana she's kind of a know-it-all in the first book but now she's like yeah i'm still a know-it-all but she's having these doubts you're getting to see these doubts like everything she knew was right and yet now she's having these doubts about the mother's plan she's having these doubts with the character with um other characters she's having these doubts about her own faith and i think that that's what really makes her more compelling because she's flawed you're really getting to see her flaws you're getting to see her greatest fears you're getting to see her come alive in this story and that's what i thought was really interesting because finally she's relatable you can relate to her but what's even more amazing is the fact that we get to see Yemenia, her best friend, in the land of the living. So the story, you know, you're following Mayana Aking in the underworld, and you're following Yemenia in the overworld, you know, the land of the living. Yo, Yemenia is just my new favorite character. I freaking love this girl. Um, I think... It's incredible that through Yemenia, the author is promoting this idea of um, body positivity that, you know, hating your body is kind of like a learned thing um, based on society. And you see that reflected with Yemenia. She's been emotionally and mentally and borderline physically abused by her um, family for not being what they think clever enough or smart enough or mainly just not being lean enough you know not as athletic not as skinny as all her other siblings to the point where her dad was just like yeah we're gonna send you in the first book he's like yeah we're gonna send you off um just to be the sacrifice like they had no faith in her trying to win the prince's heart they're just like yeah we're pretty much sending you to die and we're okay with that um, and in this novel, you get to see a little bit more of that emotional abuse because <sighs> even her mother, she mentions a moment where her mother even would curl her lips and disgust it just looking at her. And you're just like, wow, this poor girl, especially because throughout this novel, Yemenia is learning to love herself and she's smart. Like she may be descendant of the goddess of healing, but that doesn't mean she doesn't know how to use her brain. She is such a compelling person. I think it's so good to see her learn to love her body and respect herself in the way other people should have loved her and respected her. And you know what? She gets, she, spoiler alert, she gets a guy. And you know what? This guy is in love with her for who she is. He is. I support their relationship 100%. He is great. She is great. They are great together. But I love that she's learning to love herself. And I love that she's coming to terms with her own strength. And how the novel may start with her, you know, kind of being this meek girl, insecure, eyes to the ground, kind of 
person but by the end of it she's just like head held high eyes full of challenge and ferocity and you're just like yeah Yemenia, you put these people in their place you you smack them yeah i just love her development so much it really does make the story so much more um engaging for the reader now characterization aside i think the story is also more well done like i said dante's inferno um sense of storytelling and you're seeing these characters move and grow and wow they are becoming quite formidable but my goodness the pacing the pacing and the rising tension there are a lot of elements that the author kind of throws at at the reader to keep you kind of like on the edge you don't know in what direction the story is going there are lots of plot twists to it and you're just like what's exactly the plan here what's happening and I like that it's unpredictable and I like that the storytelling does offer the reader something engaging to read so that noise in the background is me um, sauteing some shishito peppers for my lunch for tomorrow. But, gosh, I love, I loved this book so much more than the first one. I think this, I think as a sequel, it surpasses its prede predecessor because you're seeing a well-developed story unfold. You're seeing very good characterization. You are seeing something so completely worthwhile unfold. And I love how these characters are pushed to their limits. I love how they are challenged by other characters. And I love how there is an understanding. Like, you don't have to like all the other characters. Um, God knows I don't like all the characters, but I understand them. Like, I understand their motives. I understand the decisions they make. I get it. You know, the world can be so unfair to women, especially that you think the only way out is to do this. But maybe there was an alternative, you know? So I like that there's an understanding and relatability between the reader and the storytelling. So... I'm going to go ahead and give the Jade Bones four and a half out of five stars. Um, not quite five, uh, but I'm really excited to see how the story is going to play out in the third one. Um, I'm really just in shock and awe of the storytelling, honestly. Um, so four and a half out of five stars. If you want to go ahead and purchase the book, please support the author and the publisher by purchasing the book from your local bookstore or an online book retailer. All I ask is that you support your bookstores, um, whether they're Books A Million, Barnes Noble, or your online book retailers, your um, bookshop.org, your local indie bookstore in your neighborhood. 
IndieBound, Better World Books, Book Depository, support book retailers. I just ask that you don't purchase the book off of Amazon. Uh, if money's tight, please check out the Book and Real Library. They are there for you and are a great resource for the community. And on that note, I hope you all will continue to support me by liking this podcast and sharing it with all your book-loving friends. Hope you all have a great rest of your day, and as always, happy reading.